Welcome back, you fucking pheasants! <laughs> Podzilla1985 and the Curse of Strahd on PC85 Plays on the Podzilla1985 Network. God. I am Coach Cody Sandusky because I am disappointed because all these guys are, well, I'm not going to finish the rest of that letter, Kenny Quokes. I feel like that's mean for this time of year. It's the spirit of the season. And so with that, I give all of you Curse of Strahd. I'm sorry. Joining us for tonight's adventure of wherever the fuck he is, it's uh, Big Red, the worst chewing gum in the aisle. It's Tanner Calvert. Whoa! Fucking embarrassing! Yeah, this yeah, it is. You're right. Uh, the mysterious man behind the curtain himself, whose uh, voice is ragged like my performance on a basketball court after five minutes, it's Shannon Young. Goodwill to all men and women this holiday season. Yeah, there you go. Uh, on the other side of the country, uh, not having to travel through the winter, uh, the freeze that is going to happen to the Midwest, it's the uh, the Scotchman himself. It's Kaz. Fuck cold weather. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah well, you're going to miss it for having it. See me here in my house wearing a sock cap and a hoodie. Uh, playing our resident Air Genasi, the um, one-woman blue man group, it is Lindsay Wolfgang. Uh, everyone just pray I don't have to deal with more stupid, literally stupid people the next couple of days. I can't handle the stupidity anymore. Air Lindsay, you're on this podcast tonight. It's too fucking late. Air Those, those were my favorite yes. sneakers in the 80s. Those Air Genasis. Air Genasis. <laughs> uh, playing resident cleric, holy man, and uh, people's sexiest person alive in Faerun 1942. It's, uh, Double H. That's, that's not my name. Uh, sorry, he changed his name to Rasmus Ferguson. Way to go, Rasmus. Oh, Paul Winterman. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Again, Paul Winterman. Winterman. Hunter. Okay. Hunter. Nelson, he taketh away the hair. The Hunter. Hair. Hunter. Yeah. Do you remember the, and Cody also, do you remember the <laughs> SNL skit with Bill Hader where he was, they were doing a like a sports show? And he was obviously an alien, Greg the Alien. Do you hey, remember no. this? No, I, I, I just saw this skit and it unlocked all kinds of memories. I'm going to send it to the chat here in a second. It, It's so stupid. It's very funny. All right, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, I do remember this now. I haven't sent okay. it to the chat yet. Uh, I Googled it myself because I'm oh, faster. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're not on medication and a glass of whiskey. All right. Well, yeah, I got half of those. I should have come with the other half. So when I last we played this not game. Not a medication. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, hey, 1880s right. scientists have a lot to say about this, sir. Uh, so when last we left this group, uh, y'all found a house. Uh, old man's dead. Young man is trying to get his sister out of town. His sister being played by, I think, Kate Beckinsale. I don't remember who the fuck is. That's the correct. Man it is. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's Kate Beckinsale. Uh, she uh, is needing to leave town, but refuses to do so until you put old Pop Pop in the ground. And you guys are worried about putting old Pop Pop in the ground on the other side of town because apparently the priest is uh, having a bad time. I appear to be the Nuka World mascot right now. I thought you were Gerbil Durbel. I'm assuming it's the same concept. <laughs> no, that, that, no, you're clearly the prettier Freddy Freaker. Oh, I won't be doing that again. All right. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, questions. I'm sure several. 
Uh, by the way, Tanner is here. He was inexplicably absent the last time we did this a month ago. Old Red is somewhere in the realm. I'm sure we'll probably find him this session. Uh, no promises, because I can't be fucked. But it's fine. Cody, why are you lot, so bro. angry? I don't know. Did anyone grab a screenshot of the drawings that happened on the map before we got started? That was before we got started. Gerbil derble. Gerbil derble. I'm good now. I got it all right, out of my, I got it out of my <laughs> system. Yeah. Uh, Cody, I do have one quick question. Uh, yes, is there a way to escape the wizard's dungeon <laughs> without having his key? <laughs> I'm going to save you the trouble and withdraw your question. Where's the C word buried? <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah. That's a good one. You, a grown man Not playing good. a child's game. <laughs> withdraw my question. I know where I would yeah. bury the cock. In the corner of the dining room, for whatever reason, it's a very peculiar place to put it. Seeing as there's a fucking coffin in the picture, I'd bury it in the uh, Danny DeVito. In okay. Anyway, it started blasting. Satisfied with that answer? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. We have it. We have questions. So, so yeah. Uh, sincerely, anything before we start trudging this campaign I'm along? I'm good to go. All right. Cool. So, uh, you all have. Woken from your, your rest the night before. Uh, since at last, uh, end of last session, you all had that specific dream that at least to each of you, you have experienced your names being called out. Do any of you tend to share that with the rest of your compatriots when you wake up the next morning? How do you all handle waking up to Brutally. that vivid experience? I'm not a morning person, so I'm... I keep it to myself, realizing that something is definitely amiss, but I don't want to tip my hand. Is everybody still here? The same. I'm not going to share with anybody. Okay. I figure Rasmus, uh, for an early riser, he's he's as much as he was making soup, he's probably also up making eggs. Like, whatever's That's handy. Exactly you know? What I was he wondering. Hits, he hits the kitchen, the coffee's on, the eggs are going, um... Or whatever, like simple break, but whatever you want to call it. I'm yeah, just right. it, it's that thing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I disappeared. Aiden, I, I, uh, Aiden's definitely doing push-ups in his room, or he's doing push-ups. He's doing those push-ups where he's like, he's his legs are up in the air. He's like stiff as a board, and he's doing push-ups that way. <laughs> All right, so Aiden's doing DDP yoga by a dead man. So that's great. <laughs> yes, I apparently disappeared into the ether. And I didn't do it. I didn't touch your character at all. So I saw your line get erased and then you get erased. I didn't do anything either. Promise. I think I killed myself. Don't worry, Bjorn. You're back there. That's okay. That's what I do. He disappears into the shadows. All right. So uh, as you all mill about, Ismark and Irina come from downstairs, from upstairs in their quarters. Uh, much the same way, uh, yeah, Irina is feeling... Or appearing a little bit, you know, sad, you know, a little bit wistful. She understands what this day means after having dealt with this for the last couple of days inside their home. It's now the day to go put her father to rest. Uh, Ismark, uh, you you can tell, is a bit frazzled. Uh, he doesn't look like he had the most restful night, and he'll kind of mutter the same going into the kitchen area upon smelling food. Uh, you, you'll get a kind of a curt brief thank you as he kind of grabs it and shuffles off just to find some spot to rest yeah, for a he, moment. Rasmus won't try to keep his attention or anything, but he will like kind of, 
uh, shyly is not the word, but kind of <laughs> to the side, be like, yeah, I hope this is okay. Like, I don't mean to take over your your space here. I just I know my way around the place. I've been this this, this guy a few times at a few different places. Uh, you can tell as he passes through, you catch that. And he'll kind of look up in a glaze. Uh, again, on a first inspection, it doesn't seem like he had a very restful night of sleep. Like, sleep is probably a loose term for him. And, and you can tell that your words kind of just pass through his head. I, I, if you were to expect, based upon needing to put his father to rest, trying to get his sister out of town, now being the Burgomaster, there's about a thousand irons in the fire, and it's got a capacity for ten. Yeah. Uh, Rasmus is not the most investigatory individual, but perceptive wise, I could see him. He, he would probably recognize that while not necessarily pursuing it any further. Just sort yeah. of like coffee's good. Yeah. <laughs> Give him this kind of the head shake and, and move on. Okay. Yeah. As you guys, unless you have anything specific you guys would like to do, I'd say the first you know, 30 minutes to an hour of the day, you know, Aiden kind of limbering up you all getting ready Anything of thought before you reconvene? Because after a little while, you'll notice that Ismark and Irina are kind of settled in the vestibule, if you will, or kind of the, the rece- or receiving area of the house. At some point, once we all come together, I'm assuming everybody's going to filter through the kitchen at some point. I'm going to make mention to the rest of my team anyway, not necessarily them. Um, and actually, hopefully, that the two of them are out of earshot. Um, well, that went by uneventfully. Mostly, anyway. Hopefully the rest of this goes by uneventfully as well. But uh, I have my doubts. Uh, yeah, if he doesn't say anything about his dream, then then uh, Rasmus is going to keep this to himself, too. And I know, based on what you said, uh, Bjorn and Zephra, you guys are likewise going to keep it to yourself for the time being, at least? Yes. Yeah. What am I keeping to myself? Sorry. The dream. The dream. The dream from the night before. That was a good dream. <laughs> you don't remember a goddamn thing about it. Cool. It was a, right. to be fair, it was a month ago. It was a month ago. <laughs> Somebody That's needs true. to tell me about my dream. <laughs> don't worry, that's a mini game we'll get to later. You'll do some <laughs> dice rolls, we'll do some checks. For I, I can I can tell you what happened without doing it in character if you want. What I wrote down is that we were at the crossroads of a river. <clears throat> There's a raven that beckons you to a pool. It blurs where you end up in an encampment with a small pool that is unoccupied. Um, you're drawn to a large tent where someone is sitting at a table concealed with a purple cloak. There's a deck, like a tarot-type deck, on a table. They draw a card from it, which is marked Mists. They then say, quote, The distance between us renders my sight obscured, but please find me and join me at Sare Pool, T-S-E-R. I can tell you what the future holds. We have much to discuss. They would also have mentioned you by name. Pool River Mist. I feel like I might have peed to bed. Probably. That sounds you, right. You did. I did. <clears throat> okay. You did no, have a lot to drink. That. that works. Yeah. So, so upon reconvening, uh, you know, at least I'll take your tokens to mean that a number of you are kind of filing into that receiving area. Yeah, eventually. Once uh, I clean up, I'll clean right. up after myself. Yeah, that, that's Rasmus. I, I would expect nothing less of that. Uh, as you all... Uh, kind of gather into this area. Ismark and Irina will kind of, you know, receive you all into it. Ismark trying to do his best to be the host he's expected to be societally. He said, I, I, I thank you again for your 
your assistance with all of these matters. I appreciate your your willingness to to keep guard uh, of this house. Thankfully, it seems that nothing of of note happened outside last night, and we will take that. I will warn as we make our way to the chapel, the church on the other side of town. Uh, you may. He kind of glances at Irina, kind of, you know, maybe is just having a familiar face to gather his thoughts. He kind of looks at the rest of you after after doing that. The church is not well. Mm-mm. You may hear, you, you will certainly notice uh, things amiss in that place. Define uh, amiss. He takes a deep breath and kind of gives you a, a, a story, a tale uh, of this situation. The the father, the priest of the church, is Donovich. He is no longer as mentally sound as you would hope a man of the cloth to be. You see, a hand a couple of years ago, a few years ago at this point, his son, Doru, was lured out of their home, tempted out of their home, if you will, by the dark forces that encamp this place. Uh, I believe it to be the same dark force trying to pursue my sister. And after said moment, a a turn had taken place. Uh, This entity that returned to Donovich has been locked in the basement or in the, the ground floor of this building since his return. Donovich is someone who no longer fulfills the duties of the cloth unless absolutely necessary. The man spends day and night praying to his his deity that his son will be returned to him. Thus far, no such miracle has been performed. And he, he looks at Irina... Again, part of my concern of doing this, uh, my, my skepticism, my, my trepidation to go to this place is that I don't know that my father's burial will be as honorable as needed with what the state of the priest is. But, and he gestures to Irina, per my sister's wishes and per the customs of, of our home, it is necessary to at least lay my father to rest in the proper place. As for as for the ceremony therein, we shall see what we are received with once we arrive. Uh, Cody, if you would remind me real quick, did mm-hmm. he did did Ismark offer up an alternative solution? Or was he just trying to hold out until until his sister was just like, Alright, screw screw it, let's go. If you ask that openly, he kind of would look at his feet and shuffle a bit. And you would probably, it wouldn't take much of a a check to see that Irina uh, had a similar thought that it was a waiting game and a frustration. And he kind of continues to look down and he just mentions as he kind of looks back up from his feet. I... (laughs) I, I, I seek forgiveness for my sister and for my father, wherever he may be. It is, is unbecoming, perhaps, to not go headlong into what is expected of me as the Burgomaster and as the son 
uh, of a man that has passed, especially one of a position of my father's, but I wish not to spend time needlessly in a place that seems far from receptive or far from comforting with a scenario that would hopefully provide much comfort. So in other words, he does not have a solution. He does not have an alternative. Oh, we could just take him to this other place and have him, him buried. He's, he's resigned to the fact that it's necessary. He just doesn't want to do it because he thinks it's a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what I was, I, I thought we had talked about that before and I wanted to make sure because I didn't have anything specific about it in my, in my mm-hmm. notes. Okay. Um, will he at least tell us who this Donovich serves? Like who is who is his uh, who's his god? His deity. It is the the phrase that he hears a lot, or he will speak about having heard a lot from Donovich. Uh, it is, of course, I lose it as soon as I was going to say it, the Morning Lords or the Morning Lord. Okay, how much would I know about that? Give me with advantage a uh, religion check. All right. What is my religion bonus? It's got to be up there. It's only a two. You think it'd be yeah, I was kind of curious about that when I looked at your sheet there. It's intelligence. <clears throat> Therein lies the problem. I'm just going <laughs> to roll two of these bad boys at the same time. I didn't say the boy was smart. He's just nice. All right. He means well. well. That's a 16 and a 17. Yeah, so, so a 19. Plus two is a 19, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you would know that Morning Lord would typically reference to a, or, um, a monitor, uh, typically previously known as Lathandar, the god of new beginnings and hope, god of the sun, okay. law, and time. Okay. And this is someone who he was devoted to, but maybe doesn't seem as... as much of a devotee anymore is what you're telling me uh, devoted and if you were to ask this openly you'd get a response from Irina of all people this time uh, after what occurred with his son it seems more of a devotion out of desperation that there's no other okay. place to which he can turn it's all he's known and it's the only hope that lasts for him in this place to see his fa- his son restored it's not true hope anymore it's despair mm-hmm. okay Fair enough. All right. Um, Ladies, gentlemen, I would strongly recommend that we uh, go in prepared for a fight. If not one of of swords and shields, then one of words at least. Looking forward to it. Not Not one of rain and thunder, but of fists and flesh. Uh, It's Mark and Irina. (laughs) It's Mark and Irina will both uh, look at you uh, as soon as you mention being prepared for any kind of uh, physical entanglement. Ismark will uh, be quick to note. I understand what words I have told you of Doru, Donovich's son. I understand the ominous nature of that. But I implore you, please, both for the honor of my father in this moment and for the honor of a broken man. If you do encounter this entity, this being, do not harm it. Donovich's only wish in this life is for his son to be restored to him. I do not believe that any hand taken against him will bode well for anyone involved. 
Okay. So he's got this thing as a, I may have misunderstood this the first time as basically a prisoner of war. And, and he's, he's holding whatever's in this, this church basement as, as like a, okay, you tell me how to get my kid back and I'll let you go. Think more of a possession. Okay. The sun, the sun has been turned and Donovich does not wish to have it exposed without it being restored to its previous gotcha. state. That that part I misunderstood. I thought the kid was completely gone. Okay, so no, the kid, the, the kid it's, the, it's literally the child in the basement, but like you said, more or less possessed. Okay, no. that is that's a whole new bag of cats. All right. Well, back in the day, yeah. it was cats, 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 cats. Okay, well. um, I'm ready. I mean, Rasmus is, it would look like he's ready for combat, but that's just kind of the go-to in this area. So, roll for initiative. Yeah, Shit. sorry. Walk out. Roll for initiative. You're fighting a casket. It's a strength contest. <laughs> hey, we already say, are they that. are they carrying the casket? Do we got this, a cart? Like, but no, that is what Ismark is going to ask you as you prepare. And actually, Rasmus, as you and maybe not necessarily gear up, but I know you would likely have your shield and your yeah yourself girded. And Ismark will ask you, in lieu of proper uh, pallbearers or honestly a means to transport, I ask, uh, and he'll just kind of speak to the room, those of you who are able-bodied to assist me in transporting my father. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Does he have a dolly? Uh-huh. A- A's going to step uh-huh. up. A's going to step witch? up and be like, hey... <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, as a matter of fact, I'll turn right around and strap my shield back to my back. Yeah, no, of course. Hey. Honestly, I, I wouldn't say it aloud, but like it didn't even occur to me. Um, <laughs> but that makes sense, yes. Yeah. Bjorn, uh, to answer your question, Ismar's going to look at you and ask, are you asking to tote my father across town in the embarrassing fashion of a wheelbarrow? <laughs> modern times call for modern measures. But Kaz, every time is modern times. Ismark's going to look at you, Aiden, and ask, would you instead please assist in carrying my father across town? <laughs> Aiden's going to reply with a nod and an, and an A. Rise. <laughs> He's give us a double thumbs up. up. Yeah. A. Let us A. I'm going to protect y'all carriers. I'm, I'm going to look around and be Here. like, well, actually, if we're going to be carrying it, well, let's let the... the let's go look around. Where's Red? What? Red is has anyone noticed dude. that Red, Red hasn't dead. been here in a while? Red lost internet. He ain't been able to communicate with us. What the fuck is the internet? <laughs> what the fuck is a Red? I just hit him, just hit him with the J and Silent Bob. What it's, the fuck Mark, you just said, Mark is kid? going to look at all of you it's and say, are you speaking of the large fellow that was with you when first you arrived at the tavern? Yes. Yeah. He's petting the yeah. hairy thing in the castle. He, he did not. Things and sweating the petty things. He did not seem licking like a door or window. He did not depart with us. He stepped out of the building at one point, and I thought it not prudent to talk about it. He could carry this thing all by itself. Oh, perchance he mayhaps thou at the liquor store. Hey, that's the place I own. If he's at the liquor store, he's holding it up. We're holding it down for us. I want 20 gold. I want 20 gold and all the gold English you got. Hey, <laughs> that and then some. When Red's I, not on I the, 2020. where'd when, you get all this money? 
You you don't worry about it. When Red's not I'm on very the very worried about it. When Red's not on the map, all the other characters should be asking, "Where's Red?" Where's Red? So out of character. When Red's not on the map, everyone else should be asking Gerble Durble. Gerble Durble. <laughs> out of character, I do want to let Hunter know, like, I've already pocketed, like, two fucking bags of gold in, like, various rooms. I know. I remember. <laughs> but my character doesn't. He knows of one. He's got two and gold I'm pretty bags sure and a microphone. I'm pretty sure when we were at the bar. When he's asking, as he's asked for the gold, I throw a coin at him. I don't want it. <laughs> you are misunderstanding the situation. Cody, you Pick still there? Often. Let's go. Nah, I am. I, despite my best efforts, I am still here. <laughs> he tossed the coin to his witcher. We need All to right, so for, for the three of you, the gold. at least that are assisting, uh, I, Irina, much in the same vein as you would expect from her in your, your previous interactions, uh, she, seeing that there are three of you carrying and wishing to play party two, to her father's rest will grab one side in front alongside Ismark. So the way it would be would be Ismark and Irina in the front and then Aiden and Rasmus on the back. Hell yeah. You, you know, you notice with four of you, it's not a cumbersome burden. Obviously having to go across town is going to be a little bit of a problem and may take some time, but the actual of combined weight makes it easier. Given that this draws a lot of attention to us, it's probably in our best interest that not the uh, the extremely blue sorcerer uh, <laughs> draws any further attention to herself. I, I wasn't going to uh, lead. I was going to pull my yeah. hood up over my head and follow behind. Yep. Yeah, there paint. it is. <clears throat> and lean back. Is paint. And lean what? back. Char- I'm just I'm feeling kidding. a little blue, paint. you know? What was that, Shannon? All right, let's go. I don't know. He was doing he was doing the non copyright version, so we don't get DCMA'd. Yes. <laughs> okay. Cool. I don't have to beg Daddy Elon to get back on here. It's, he definitely does not have a, a high grade fever. He does not. No. Yet. He's got a high grade alcohol. Let's go. All right, high proof hooch, grain alcohol, grain. Oh, I forgot the fucking Kachow was on here. God damn it. Kachow. Kachow. I am uh, speed, Cody. It. Is that Kachow. the bird? Kachow. The giant bird Kachow. down yeah. there? Kachow. He's saying Kachow. Cow, cow, Kachow. To be Kachow. fair, he's saying call, call. And then underneath it, it looks like his name is Kachow. Kachow. <laughs> he's a glorious bird. Hunter, he is speed. <laughs> Ka-chow. And this is a witch hunt, Your Honor. <laughs> I wish I was on speed. Anyway, <laughs> so, from from where we start again on this back part of town with the uh, the yep. Burgomaster's mansion, I've kind of pathed out in orange here the path to go up <sighs> and to the the perch. So it is across town in the most literal sense. Right. It does take some time, and there are are moments where. I don't know, how would your party like to handle? Because Ismark is going to do his damnedest to to carry the entire way. Like, not really give any breaks. Or he, he wants to be diligently focused on putting his father to rest, to protect his sister. Like, he is single-minded. Same. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the strongest dude in the world, but, like, <laughs> I very much feel like Rasmus' thought here would be like, you know, my faith can carry me through anything, including this. So, yeah. He jot would, that he down. 100% do that. Yeah. Yeah, through God, all things are possible. So go ahead and jot that down. Jot that down. 
through uh oh hell what's his name we haven't played in so long i forgot what is it's the the bound hands um straight up forgot his god captain bound hands ill water ill water yeah first of all through ill water all things are possible (laughs) go ahead jot that down Bjorn, okay. Bjorn's natural demeanor is just indifference, so he's just kind of walk along, kicking a rock every once in a while, wondering why we're kind of moving so slow. Kicking a rock. That's not very... indifference. That's direct hostility. Fucking... <laughs> I'm say, that's a little bit different there, bud. Okay, so a dictionary for Christmas. <laughs> Looking all methed out. God damn it, Charlie, you're illiterate. <laughs> so for those of you carrying uh, this coffin, I primarily... Well, I guess it's Rasmus and uh, Aiden. Go ahead and give me a strength check. Okay. That was pretty cool. Kind of but... your halfway point pursuing. Uh, so I get no bonus here. This is just a straight <laughs> up Straight roll. up and down. Yeah. You're yep. tired. You got a dollar. Should have got a dollar. Well, that's not bad. 17. Uh, I got a 13. Yeah. 13? Okay. Yeah, it's again, it's not It's not that the Burgomaster is a overly hefty person. I mean, obviously you're carrying a wooden coffin, so there is weight there. But with, with proper balance and you guys kind of shifted on your shoulders as you go along, you're you're making you know a decent cut through the town. Uh Ismark and Irina are both <sighs> doing okay. Uh Irina, you can tell despite her her emotions and her determination is struggling a little bit. Like she has to maybe stumble a little bit, kind of readjust her grip occasionally and hoist it up. So for whomever is directly behind her, it gets to be a little bit of a well, a wavy scenario. But between the two of you, you're bearing well, enough weight successfully that it's... It's a it's a strength contest, not a cooking contest. God. Uh, also, as we get near the tavern, can we... like? Can one of you two, who's not carrying the coffin, like It'll maybe run and see if? There. Thank you for this. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> just thank just you for like this, Angelo. Thank <laughs> you for this. <laughs> Where you at, Red? <laughs> he's he's over here calling him like Iron Man, looking for Spider Man in Civil War <laughs> under rules. Go, go. Yeah, so, okay, I like this. Let's split the party temporarily. Uh-oh. Uh, for Bjorn and the rest Uh-oh. of you, you're, you're making your Phenomenal. way forward uh, through through town going toward the chapel. Uh, Zephra, you do make your way into the tavern. And uh, despite your, like, expectations, uh, you walk in. It's basically like you left it. People and everything. Inebriated guy is is still at the bar, kind of muttering along, slamming his mug. He's very happy that there's still enough coin to cover whatever he's going to sauce up with today. Drinking on my dime. The person behind the bar, Eric, <laughs> the bartender, is still doesn't even notice you walk in. Okay. Too weird. Tending to his duties, very you know, single minded, very single track focused. Uh. The people with whom you saw uh, Hunter talk, uh, Rasmus, they are still in the back. Uh, they have changed clothes, from what you would be able to tell, so this is... They've at least gone about some activity. And slumped at a table nearest to the bar, head down, hood up, and uh, mind you, being seven feet tall means that he's basically laying over two-thirds of the table where his hip hinges. 
uh, is red. <laughs> Drunk have his ass. Uh... Head down, ass up. <laughs> well, that's the way he likes. No. Well, Ball. I'm gonna go over like and the... attempt to wake him up. <laughs> I don't like that. Red's red's just inebriated. <laughs> Maybe he's just tired. <laughs> morning is Maybe he's friends. narcoleptic. I don't know. What are the other options? He actually found another bag of candy and went to a diabetic shock. Well, no, <laughs> no. Hunter, Hunter's comments cannon, cannon now. Red is narcoleptic. Put it in your flaws. Do it right fucking now. Yeah. Narcoleptic, give a goddamn. Fantastic. Coward. No, I... I got to stop talking. Red, uh, this this is a gift and a curse. Red, That'll you be get used well. Very I'm going to be mid-battle. I'm going to take a shot with my bow. I'm going to fail critically, and he's going to say, I'm sorry. Oh, sleep, this. this is totally unrelated, but while we're briefly derailed, Kaz, will you take, take your hat off again for just a second real quick and slick your hair back like that? That is I'll some straight-up Walton Goggins shit. Look at this motherfucker. Yeah. He looks like he's at any second about to tell me, you know, and she, y'all in there serving prime rib, and she wants some fucking funyuns. Like, <laughs> fucking funyuns. Kaz, back got oh, my yeah. going on over there. That's his. That's his new celebrity doppelganger. We were just doing the thing the other day, and Kaz's is now like <laughs> Walton Goggins. That's better than what I got. I got Chris Farley right before he died. Ouch! So, it's okay. I got, I got when he says up. right before he means like literally five minutes, like five <laughs> minutes before he died. So you're coked up talking to a prostitute, and then you die. Okay, that's the cool. that's the way I always wanted to go. <laughs> okay, I got told I sound like Seth Rogen at a, a subway today. I still don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I said you look it, like him, so it happens more often than I'm comfortable with. Anyway, uh, Red, you come to you don't remember what happened you were drinking along you you were with the party and then everything just kind of went black you don't think you drink that much and in fact like you look at the table and there's just the one tankard or you know whatever it is that you were consuming when you guys first arrived but you do have, admittedly a bit foggier, but you do have a dream on the same level as what Hunter recounted out of character earlier. You do remember being a, a pool, being envisioned, kind of surrounded by fog, a small encampment, and someone beckoning you to a table with tarot cards or tarot-style cards saying, Alfred, please. Yeah. Ale, 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 Alfred, Trish. The voice does say, uh, "Come find me. We have much to discuss." So you too had that experience. Though, what led you to that, and what you had done in the the intermediary, is currently unknown to you. You are woken up to see Zephra kind of shaking over you, kind of trying to get your attention and get you out of the slumber. In both of your cases, how how, how do you proceed? Zephra seeing Red basically half bear-hugging a table, just kind of knocked out. And Red, how do you take to seeing Zephra and literally no one else there in terms of your party? Uh, first of all, I'm kind of panicking because like you, like you said, like one tankard of... of anything shouldn't have put me down like that. You know, I'm, I'm a large fellow. 
this isn't my first time drinking. You know, this should, something's wrong. Something happened here. And now I'm a little worried. Uh, I'm initially just going to ask him if he's okay. <laughs> I do not know. And it like, Red's like just kind of side-eyeing the whole bar. Like, did something do something? Did somebody do something to me? Or how much time has passed? What is, what is happening? Well, a night's passed. We thought you were still with us, and you weren't, but we got stuff to do. Are you good to move? <laughs> I am, but how the hell did you miss me? I don't know. A lot has happened. I'll fill you in on the way, <laughs> but we should go. Okay, uh, as I stand up to follow her, I, I do want to like check everything on my body, make sure that all my items are still here. I have all my weapons still. Like I wasn't robbed at any point in time. Yeah, at least as you can tell, everything that was on your person is still on your person. Sweet. Sweet. So yeah, I'm just I'm gonna follow uh, Zephyr then. Way to go, Red. Still, still side eyeing everybody, kind of worried what happened. Uh, as you exit again, uh, the barkeep, no attention to anything. Dead behind the eyes. Uh, the drunkard is still kind of going on. He kind of looks at you and says, Ale and well met, Alfred, and kind of looks down at the mug and just keeps going. Like he's, again, he's a he's a pig in shit. He's so happy that he's got money to drink on. I'm going to look at Zephyr. Who the hell was that? Uh, someone who's very drunk, and this is a very odd lot. Let's uh, skedaddle. I'm never, drink- I'm never drinking again. <laughs> A very proper Barovian term, skedaddle. Yeah, yeah I like <laughs> I'm it. not Barovian, so. Right, I assumed you picked that up here. That was possibly. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the word of the land. That's the joke. <laughs> Let's skedaddle. Okay, so whilst you two are catching up, the rest of the party, uh, Bjorn, Rasmus, and Aiden, you all continue on. You reach about this point. You know, you see the church in, in the short distance. It's not too far from you now. Uh, but close to you, at this house in particular, right at this intersection, uh, you see an individual uh, stand, you know, concluding a conversation at the door. And you, you hear kind of a, a chipper tone kind of speaking along. Oh, goodness, it was so good to see you as well. I, I plan to be back in the village soon, and I will have uh, plenty more plenty more where that came from. Don't you worry, dears. I will see you soon. And as this interaction concludes, they turn to, to make their way through the street, and you see her uh, take in the scene of those of you walking across. And this woman... Uh, looks like a, a grandmotherly style woman. You know, the, the graying hair, it, it's kind of put into a, a bun or a kind of a tie-up at the back. Uh, skinnier, uh, not quite bony, but you can tell kind of as you get older, there's less muscle definition. You're, you know, all those things happen to you. But she walks up with a, a basket and says, Oh, oh, uh, Burgomaster, Burgomaster, I... I she kind of takes in the scene a little more and says, I am, I am terribly sorry. Uh, I, as working through the village today, I, I heard of, of your great loss, and I, I wish to give my condolences to you. And he looks at Irina and kind of does the same curtsy. And you as well. I, I, I'm very sad to hear 
that the Burgomaster has passed, or and she kind of catches herself, the former Burgomaster, I presume. I'm sorry. Uh, Aiden, Bjorn, and Rassus, give me uh, an investigation or a perception check, excuse me. All three of you. Yes, sir. Something I can do. Did you say, which one did you say, Cody? Investigation? Investigation, yep. Uh, oh, it's investigation. 15. Yeah, investigation. Or uh, perception, perception. Don't perception. perception. She, yeah, I'm getting my own words in my own head mixed up. Sorry. <laughs> Can I just keep my 15? No, it's yeah, sure. No, it's fine. I, she, it's a flat five. roll, Shannon. It's fine. I got, a, All right. I got an 18 total. 18? Okay. Yeah. What'd you get with yours, Shannon? 15. 15? Okay. And then Kaz? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you are... You're seeing the church, and you're ready to get this fucking done. Like you're ready to go, or you're just fixated on whatever the hell it is a blood hunter gets fixated on from time to time. The rocks he's uh, kicking. Yeah, the rocks Perhaps are kicking. You rocks. see graves in the distance. You heard of yeah, something yeah. in the basement of this church. Like there's any number of things that could have your attention. I wonder if there's family there. Yeah, for for the other two of you, again, you notice this person. Uh, you look forward, and it, at least uh, you can't tell why. But there seems to be a little bit of, of hesitation from Ismark and Irina to engage in conversation with this person. Okay. From, from what you can gather, at least so far, this is a very welcoming woman just going about town with a basket and seemingly familiar enough to, to speak to Ismark and Irina. But they they don't seem to, to want to make time for it right now. <clears throat> They, uh, okay. I, Irina will give a, a, as expected, as the daughter of a politician. We, we thank you, uh, Miss Morgantha. We, we, we appreciate your, your solemn well wishes. And, and Morgantha kind of wrinkles her nose and says, Oh, no, no. I, I understand your position and the reason to call me that. She looks at the two of you that are in the back carrying it and says, No, no, no. Uh, call me Granny. I, I wish not to hear my, the name of my mother. Granny. Morgantha sounds, I guess she wrinkles her nose, wicked. I don't like that. But thank you. And again, she kind of curtsies doing the, the standard welcoming as you would expect with a, a cordial conversation. I hear old Gertsy Granny's got holes in her panties. <laughs> is she is she departing the scenario? Like, is she leaving? Kerbal Durbel. Kerbal Durbel. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it looks like Morgantha is going about her rounds. And if you were to ask okay. her that, she would kind of gesture to her basket. Oh, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm selling my, my baked goods. It's, it's uh, my regular visit to the village. Mm, of course. Oh, she, yeah. she, she's going to the village. She's working through the village. Like oh. you, you would imagine based for the two of you or yeah, the two of you since Bjorn's off his own world, you'd imagine with the way she's walking toward you that she's probably come around this bend and is working her way down between this like side street. Oh, right. gr- Granny, Granny, do you plan on going to the bar? <laughs> You're not there. I, uh, Dude, stop hitting on old women. I'll let her. I'll let her go away. Um, but I, I do like once she's pretty clearly out of earshot. I, I want to kind of get it. I imagine I'm behind Ismark at this point. Um, I yep. do want to kind of, kind of briefly ask, or, or eh, I don't even want to ask. I just kind of want to. Oh, that was unusual. And, and just let will, it hang. See if he picks up the thread. Yeah. Uh, I, we'll kind of get to that in a second. Uh, you'll kind of okay. have, again, the end of that interaction where or sure. work on the granny. Again, she kind of she wants to be referred to as granny, at least in that one interaction. 
will acknowledge all four of you and say, I will, uh, of course, leave you to, to your moment of mourning. I must go along my rounds. But please, those of you who, if you wish to, if you stay in Barovia or are here in the village, I, I, and she kind of gestures to her basket, I would be very happy at a more opportune time to let you eat of some of this. I promise it is very delicious. And she, one more, gives a, a kind of a curtsy or a, a solemn bow, and off she goes. Okay. So she does that. As you continue on, Rasmus, you make your con- your comment. Ismark says, I, I, I know not. Someone with the name Morgantha, surely. That, that, that name doesn't hit the tongue properly. Something has to be. I, I don't know. The, the town likens her a great deal to a grandmother, and they enjoy her wares, but... And he kind of shakes his head as you continue on. Okay. So he's not very well familiarized with this person. Like, he doesn't know her very well from this not, of thing. Not, or at least he hasn't made it his purpose to find out. Uh, okay. You know, Based upon that comment, he knows of her well enough that she's a regular visitor to the village, and people seem to like her. Okay. But, but you, she you doesn't tell. live there. Correct, or at least for what you can gather. The way she's phrasing okay. it is, yeah, she's not of the village. Okay. Gotcha. All right, noted. She's going She's going in the mental book in the game. She's going in the actual book. I'm working on it right now. So uh, I would say about that time, kind of as that interaction wraps up, Zephra and Red, you make it back to the party, and you are kind of catching up as they make their way through this last step and get to the clearing to the church. Uh, Ismark kind of looking behind him, you know, hearing the footsteps. I'm sure with Red's seven foot frame, and there's not much stealth about it in terms of just walking up. He kind of notices some footsteps behind him and jerks his head back and notices the two of you, especially Red, and, uh, you know, continues on, but does kind of note to himself that there is further presence here, and he. Hunter, you especially, or Rasmus, you especially behind him, you see his shoulders relax just a little bit, as if he appreciates there being another person to be here just in case. Yeah, no, that's fair. He's also a seven-foot person. (laughs) Yeah. And perhaps I can shoulder this off to him if there's much further to go. (laughs) Let him carry it. He can carry that thing all by his lonesome. Red's going to show up half drunk. I'm sworn to carry your burdens. <laughs> I just I said I couldn't get the joke out I wanted to do earlier. Which was when I asked Granny if she was going to the bar to try to sell her her goods, if she had said yes, I was immediately going to hear with Granny. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just really hungry, man. I was not getting that at all. <laughs> I was not. I thought you were trying to soak up the alcohol. Like I was not picking up what you were putting down on that. I had a feeling. Taking grandma to Applebee's. Okay, so now that the party has joined back together, uh, you all approach the church. Uh, Ismark, having spoken his piece about everything, will uh, kind of just, as you approach, make note one more time again. I have not, and I don't believe Irina has set foot in this place in many moons, so I know not... (laughs) the state of Donovich or anything. Okay. Please do what we can to make this peaceful and quick. Okay. I'm just going to turn to Aiden and you're up. 
Uh, what am I doing? Being charismatic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're the out of character. You're the you're Bill the Murray. Talker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, Cody, I would like to do that. <laughs> okay, uh, you do that, Hawk? You might need to knock on the door first or go in something. No, oh shit, uh, Aiden throws open the door to the church and says, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass! <laughs> Will that work? You are carrying a burden currently. It may not be uh, well received. Get this guy to rampart. Like, just dragging the coffin in. I'm... <laughs> So, all right. So, I'm I'm with it mostly. I promise. So, I'm trying to get us into the church. Yeah. You're probably going to lead the party into the church and try to not have a coffin drop on Corncob TV come to film live on location. <laughs> We've been waiting for a hit for a long time. Oh, I'm sorry, coffin flop. I'm sorry, Hunter. It was canceled, and Spectrum doesn't give a shit. They don't care at all. Tell him. I'll tell him. I'm not worried about it. They said it wasn't even a real TV show. All right, I'm gonna before Cass can destroy this, I'm gonna knock on the door. <laughs> go, he's gone. TV is a church. I'm pretty sure you can just go in. I'm trying to be polite. Is anybody home? God, you there? <laughs> it's me, Margaret. All right, it's I'm gonna. Me, Bjorn. All right, I'm it's gonna. Me, I'm gonna it's throw Bjorn the. Uh, so I'm gonna crack open the door. No, 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 I'm gonna throw the doors open and walk in gracefully. You only got one arm. You're carrying a casket. I got this. Chill down. Are you not carrying the casket, you no, lazy no. immigrant? No, he's been doing anything all the time. The entire Hell, time. No, I ain't carrying no casket. I don't give no fuck. That's why we need those. Around behind us, like, uh, yeah, you guys doing good? That's why we need those. This, that's why we need those. those walk up through Trump that NFTs. I'm, like, I'm helping. That's why we need those uh, Trump NFTs. Bjorn Leonard, the 47 cent blood NFTs. hunter, is going to lead the party into this building. And those of you from Cape will appreciate that reference. <laughs> I'm excited to be a part of this. He just plan. needs 47 cents. <laughs> Alright, so for yeah, you know what, Bjorn, you're leading it. Yeah, if you wish to throw open the doors, you can do that. I throw it open Hollywood style. It's a superhero entrance. Oh All boy. Right. Well this is what you see so far walking into the church. Cody, can you go oh. ahead can you go ahead and get that Mario sound effect when they die in Mario 2 that da 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 dun ready for when we die? <laughs> Yeah, you guys have to select your character. And it's you did not collect of, any bonus points, so you do not get to raise your rope. There's some Hobby Lobby letters over in the corner. Man, fuck okay, Hobby so Lobby. Things have clearly gone to shit. Yeah, as you walk in, uh, Bjorn, you do this, and Ismark being not far, you know, Ismark and Irina leading. Uh, there's Irina, there's a gasp, like a kind of a draw to her chest, and Ismark, you hear, oh, kind of a, especially you, Rasmus, being right behind him, you hear kind of a guttural noise as if, oh, by the gods, what's happening? As the party were to walk in, it's not like there's much to, to obscure in messy. this area. Yeah, as you come in, you will notice hmm. that the entirety of this building looks ravaged. Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> Where Red got drunk. He fell over a couple of times. And we, I, I guess, to get to that room, we passed like four spaces it looks like four doors or are those windows four doors. those are four doors they are at okay. this point closed okay um okay well first let's set the coffin down mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm yeah. not worried about it 
Yeah, as you all walk in, you open these doors. It's about a 10-foot wide, 20-foot long hallway going into a the brightly lit chapel. Uh, the hall itself, there aren't any uh, torches or anything lit. But again, you see the four doors, the two on each side. As you walk in, you see the debris and the fragments of, of pews kind of strewn about. But you do, as you come into the room, hear a voice from the back part of the room. You kind of hear from back in this area some some muttering something, kind of... As you kind of enter the room, you hear a little more clearly, but it's an exhausted voice. Oh, morning, Lord. My son, please show mercy upon my son. This place, this wretched place, give mercy. Please expend your will. Please. And you kind of hear that for lack of a better phrase, incantation going through, that that pleading going through there. As you enter the room, you would hear this voice, but also uh, from somewhere you hear kind of muffled, generally from the area, you just hear There's an elephant? Yes. Uh, Yes. Babar the elephant is underneath the building. Uh, He and his kingly court. As long as it's not the Disney one. What's his name? Uh, Dumbo? Randolph? Dumbo? Yeah. Rudolph. Randolph? Randolph oh. the elephant. Uh, okay. Operation yeah. Dumbo drops. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Aiden, I'm going to tee you up. Father Donovich. You hear the, uh, the murmuring kind of in the back of the building stop. And, and you do see uh, come from behind that pulpit or that lectern area uh someone a- arise you hear that it's a, it's a sudden cut off to the prayer but you do have someone come up and it is going to be this gentleman he's going to make his way around uh unexpectedly again not as if he was expecting anybody he's just he comes around the pulpit and just kind of looks at you and gives a brief bow you know it's mark Irina. But you can tell, especially for those of you kind of leading the, the party with the casket, this man is frayed, graying hair, well bald. Uh, his perchly robes are soiled and stained. Looks as though they haven't been kept or cared for in many months. You see a very haggard, withdrawn expression on this person's face. <laughs> Eyes red, bloodshot, just flush it's this person is in a bad way i'm going to notice all of these terrible things about him and just kind of go ugh, and then immediately switch into hello <laughs> handsome and walk up toward him and call to him and uh cody it, to pull the curtain back a little bit i don't feel great so my normal like bullshit that i do is going to be much less i would like to persuade the i would like to talk to this gentleman about our mission and i would like to do it in a charming way please don't make me try to say things <laughs> oh but in your delirious state it would be much more fun to, uh, to hear you say things uh, but as you enter in again let me let me paint the scene a, a little bit further yeah this this entire chapel area as you can see is in shambles it's broken pews littering the floor uh as you look around every single candelabra or torch mount in this room is lit almost as if shadows are not allowed to enter this chapel 
I'm going to tell him I love what he's done with the plays. He, he again, <laughs> pays no mind to you. He is thousand-yard stare through the bleary-eyed look and looks at Ismark and Irina and, and looks at them, bows once again. Am I to believe this is the Burgomaster? Well... And he catches himself much as my, my apologies, the former Burgomaster, and kind of looks at Ismark, who has ascended to that position. We can't Irina and Ismark. Yeah, yeah, Irina and Ismark both acknowledge <laughs> kind of the disheveled person, the destitute person before them. Ismark almost, he just, my gods. And you hear that, Rasmus especially being behind him, you kind of hear that almost like, what the fuck is going on here? Like this person yeah. is. Ismark says, "Yes, this is my father. We wish to bury him quickly. Will you break away from your penance, from your prayers to do so?" And Donovich looks almost as if he lost. Like he's. It's been so long. Again, from what Ismark told you before you left, it has been a lengthy period of time since the incident that led to this state happened, and no one's really been in the church in a while, at least Ismark and Irina have not. So it's almost as if Donovich has forgotten some of his function as a priest, or as a the head of this chapel. He's yeah. been so solely focused on his own mission that there's nothing really, nothing really else there. And he looks at it as he like opens his mouth to say something to Ismark. You again hear from underneath, Flavor! Father, I'm starving! Wait. And you see, all of you, it doesn't take much to notice, you see kind of a, a twitch in his, his complexion, a patch in his chest, and he shakes his head and goes immediately back behind the altar and goes down again to, to commence praying. I follow back there to see what's going on. Okay, uh, you, you do that. He is again taken to his knees, kind of bowing down. You hear kind of the same things you heard when you entered, uh, kind I'm of a little more like, softly can, now. Can I hear, can I like, do I know where that voice came from or like general direction? You get, uh, go ahead and give me, uh, give me an investigation check. Investigation, I'm on it. Yeah. Uh, once he's out of your shot while this is happening, <laughs> I do want to ask. Is Mark like kind of quietly like? How certain are you that his his son is taken? Is Mark kind of looks at at you, looks at Donovich, and says the son is is here. Taken may not be in the physical form, but he is he is decidedly a boy, a chomper. Again, taken eyebrows up. And Ismark gives a, a, a firm nod as if he he, he okay. thinks that's the case. Okay. Yeah, so in other words, the devil is a liar. <laughs> he will try to persuade me. All right. Fair enough. That's what I wanted to know. Uh, Bjorn, as you go around, you would, you know, he kind of, Donovich tucks tail behind this, this altar. As you walk up to it, you notice kind of the same thing. Uh, this altar is, is claw scarred. Like you see, there's kind of gouges and gashes into this this podium, and also as you kind of approach, it's something that you would have noticed 
maybe in passing as you walked in, but you do see behind him, and it is noted on the map behind Donovich. There is a, a rope in the back portion of this room, kind of a long, beefy one that goes up if you look up to a bell tower. I mean, this is only kind of like a two-story church. Yeah, it goes up to the belfry. It's got the ding-dong. Yeah, if you were if you were to look up, you would you'd be able to see, like I said, this isn't a very tall landmark in Barovia, but you can see that it's there. Well, I know I was like trying to suss out where the voice is, but something tells me a six ain't going to help me much. No, you know it's here. You believe it firmly to be like of this plane. No, it's not one of the other people. Well, you know it's you know it's not like a fictitious or a a cry from some other place. It is physically present in this area. Is Father Dude like? Is he blocking anything in his Mm -hmm. going through his chance or? No, you kind of look around. You don't see any seams. It's just flat floor, and it's he's just in front of this altar. Like it's the place that he knows to pray at. So that's where he's at. I give him a slap on the back. I'm like, you up for you know doing this religious business with the burying of the guy? He briefly like he snaps his head back and says, "Do you not hear? I must, I must implore for my son." And goes right back into it. He's like you, can, but I, but I, I implore to him. I'm like, you can get back to that, but you see that there is a body in this room in that box that we need to get in the ground. Very charismatic. Give me, give me a persuasion check. I got yeah. a negative as, one. I can do charisma. As he's doing that, I also want to ask um, uh, uh, Ileana, is this truly the man you wish to have bury your father? <clears throat> she, she looks at you and sa- and acknowledges kind of with a, a shrug and a look and says, this is, this is the man of faith in this region. I... Hmm. As she kind of thinks about it, she, Irina, for lack of phrase, kind of gives you a shrug. She's not, she don't want to say it with the person there, but you get the feeling now that she's seeing him in person, she's not very comfortable with it, but it's the person there. Like it's the vessel by which these things would have been achieved at one point. Yeah. Okay. Is my, uh, See me, yeah, I mean, Gentile yeah. charisma persuasion. Gentile, yeah. <laughs> well, he's not I Jewish. Head. I'm about to say, yeah. There's, there's no menorah <laughs> on the altar, buddy. <laughs> uh, you again uh, with, with that role, you get his attention, maybe for a moment more than you did. And he and he looks at you and says, "I understand the need. I understand my service to the yeah. morning Lord." Exactly. Do your job. But and as he's like starting to explain the butt, like trying to get something almost mm. like he's gonna try to reveal okay. something, he again hears the I'm starving somewhere. And off he goes. Like he immediately weeps anew and down he goes. I'm gonna I'm gonna step forward and look at him and ask him how can we help your son? He he looks up at you Having, for the first time, acknowledged his son, uh, he fixates a bit on you, Aiden, and says, I've been imploring the Morning Lord to do this. My son is desperately in need of help. I... I must do something to save him. He cannot be left in this state. I know that the Morning Lord will set him free, and he looks at you... uh, 
he looks kind of forlorn, like this is a desperation play. Uh, you know, this is fourth and 20. But he looks at you and says, do not harm him. If you wish to help him, do not harm him. And then kind of goes back into that, praying again. Cody, as a as a monster hunter and as a man that deals with these kind of arts and these kind of things, would I know what is happening here? Or would I have any idea of what potentially could be happening? Speaking with context clues, you've probably got some kind of idea. Would I know how to help in this situation? Well, your previous experience shows you know one way to help, but it's been a way you've been asked not to do it. <laughs> well, I'm going to look at Rasmus then and say, you know... I'm not a faithful man, but I know you are. What can we do? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't know what kind of. Uh, I don't know. Can I? Can I make a religion check? Would this be like a religious thing? Yeah, you can. I okay. will note as you as you kind of prepare to answer Aiden, hey, go ahead and make your check because I'm curious to okay. see what goes there. Yeah, I'm working on it there. Uh. So there is 16 plus two, 18. Yeah. You much like in a far less jaded and desperate faith. Rasmus, you, you believe that ill would be able to provide us assistance perhaps to, to help <clears throat> this, this entity or this individual in need. Or at least you, okay. you believe that to be the case. From your experience serving Ilmater in the manner that you have, you have fairly emboldened faith that something can be done okay. for this person. Um, then in <laughs> this is only coming to me in a super arrogant way because I'm thinking very cinematically. I don't think Rasmus would say it this way, but in the least arrogant way possible, he's going to respond to Aiden with some form of uh, his God has abandoned him. Mine hasn't. Okay. Okay. The confidence of a man of faith. I like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's that basically. As you say that, uh, now mind you, I kind of we kind of sped through. I figure you've set the coffin down for Can't the time believe. being. Yeah, we're all yeah. We're, we're all interacting with this a bit. Ismark, you know, being in the room, very clearly seeing that Donovich is of no need, and they're screaming in the background. That's the way to keep him well distracted. You say that, and Ismark is going to to look at you. Before you seek to engage with whatever Doru may be, you said it best. Your God has not abandoned you. I know not your God, but your God may be well capable to allow my father rest. Will you please, in lieu of Donovich, allow us that courtesy? I'm going to lean into uh, Bjorn and whisper to him, that's what we said in the first fucking place. I'm just like, yeah, I just look at it. And I'm just like, it, yeah. it was, it was very much something that I even floated back then, but mm-hmm. Rasmus would not hold that over his head and just give him a gentle nod. Of course. Absolutely. Um, I recommend that at least most of my compatriots keep an eye on this one, maybe go begin that investigation. Uh, but I can stay with the two of you and, and provide the, it seems like we're not going to have any resistance from this Donovich of doing so. No, Donovich has gone bye-bye. Yeah, he's... <laughs> what do you got, Egon? Um, Elon. Yeah, no. No, no not him. He, he, he said behind the passive rational thought. <laughs> um, yeah, so so basically if, like, Red will help me 
and them get the coffin out because we're going outside. I'm assuming to do yes. this, like at the, at the burial plot. If he'll help me to do that, maybe everyone else can kind of begin the the uh, Doru situation, and then I can I can come along and I heal you, my boy. You are healed. Yeah, I, I can wrap him up yes. with this whip. Yeah, Jesse Jesse Helms going. Yuki, it's a Thank you. Thank you. It's a beautiful thing. I also, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make mention the, to this to uh, to Aiden as a, as we're prepping that scenario. Um, you might want to have a look behind those other doors that we passed on the way in too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tap my nose and point at him. <laughs> the nose, nose. And then I'm gonna coyly like uh, look at uh, Sephora and Bjorn. And um, point at the doors and kind of nod towards them and just uh, kind of go check them. Yes. <clears throat> I follow. Well, see, seeing as you all are going to the bottleneck location, uh, I'll, I'll take lead just briefly to say that those of you who are uh, pursuing the burial of the former Burgomaster, you guys would lead the way out. So it'd be Ismark, Irina, right. you, or, sorry, uh, Elfred, and Rasmus. And I imagine at this point, yeah, I imagine at this point, Rasmus is already like, not like quietly praying, like he's loudly at this point proclaiming some some prayers. Uh, think like Catholic cant, like that, da, 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 that kind of repetition. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to say it and fuck it up, but <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That uh, it probably sounds like some variation of Latin, and it's got that kind of little cadence to it, and all that. Yeah, head up, yeah. chin up, chest out. I mean, it's very loud and proud. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. And, that's right. No, and we don't need more bears either. You, you, you four go off. Uh, the I'll kind of just reveal the back half of the map. Not that it shows it that much in this respect, but. Uh, Back behind this area, you would see uh, in this area uh, yeah. the little, you know, offshoot or maybe kind of a, I don't know what you would call it. It's not necessarily like the, because uh, the, no, no, it's a building. Fuck, I forget the word. But not also back here. No, because that would be this. Yeah, mausoleum would be back there and kind of the graveyard. Right. There's a mausoleum and also areas there. Yeah. It's parish there it is crime there you go i grew up in a fucking church you think i'd remember that word it, <laughs> it looks like it could have been used at one point at that but it's you see the fence with the yeah. gate and that would be the means by which you guys would go back there gotcha. so as you uh, attend to that uh you uh you know kind of go back there and you begin the preparations um there would oh, yeah, I be. Got, I got the whole thing, man. I got vestments. I've got the. I forget what all I got, but I got. Yeah, I say you have, you have the whole. In terms of the religious the ceremony, story. you've got the whole shooting match. It would be oh, more yeah. that there is a plot that is there. It's not fully dug and red. Right. This would be probably where your size would come in. Ismark would certainly come alongside you, but there's a little more work that needs to be done to actually be able to lower lower him into the ground. Yeah, it's something I can help with. Okay. It's something Man, I can supervise. Yeah. While I am prepping all the other stuff. Like I'm full blown. I got the the the, the cloth, you know, the whole thing. The yeah. water. It's a whole deal. Yeah, you you Yeah, I was I was curious. And actually this is definitely a fun moment for uh for for our religious party member. We haven't got to see too much of that out of you yet. So yeah. that'll be fun. All right, so for those of you who want to throw open the shutters, uh Aiden, Zephra, and Bjorn. 
I guess I could I could be so kind and fussed as to actually bring you guys onto the fucking map. Hello. I am here now. Yeah, I am here now. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Why? Why is the Ismark token so big? He's so every big. time. He's a large man. He's bigger than our elf. <laughs> uh, he ain't as big as red. I can tell you that right now. There we go. I'm gonna all do right. that thing where, like, that cliche in all movies where somebody stands up near the heel, so it, it's over their shoulder, and you can get the full wide shot. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just staring down to the whole group that's doing the whole funeral thing. Tanner, what the get. fuck just went in front of your camera? I was just gonna say, did someone see that? Yeah, what no. the fuck was that? Ghost cat. Ghost kid. That's it. Ghosts right. are real. I tried to like do it with my arm. I was like, was like, was that my arm? Because I was rubbing my eyes. I just... It looked like it just did it again. What the hell is that? No, it's not that. It's like there was something no, it else. Went the other way. I yeah. thought that time it looked like foot. Yeah, it looked like a, a a body part, man. What the fuck was yeah, it that? Really did. Dude, that was legitimately creepy because it looked like a face the first time. There it is again. I, there it was. Yep. What is that? Yeah, I see it. I saw that too. Went around the periphery of the camera. You got a bug in there? A, that's all I'm about to say. It has to be like a, a gnat or something. Moth? Kind of yeah. It'll be very no. close to the camera. Dude, that scared the shit out of me. That scared the shit out of me, man. What is that? <laughs> it was a ladybug. That ladybug. scared the hell out of me, man. The last time because I was like, the shape is. Yeah, I look, yeah. Oh my god. Well, was, I love that we were all out. like, yeah, that's it. Ghosts are real. Ghosts are real. I'm, I'm done. Ghosts are real. Oh my god. All right. First I said oh, it as a joke, but now I think I need it. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. All right. Cool. Spooky time. Thanks, kids. Yeah. October's all over, right. man. Tanner got that nature in the house. That's right. <laughs> All right, so for for the, the two for the two of you that are in the church, because Bjorn is just kind of wandering the ecosystem as he so often to do. I'm helping y'all get the wide shot. He tell he's the cameraman apparently. Yeah. <laughs> hey yo, ladybug ghost, it's me, your boy. <laughs> All right, so for the, for the two of you that are in the room, and then Bjorn, if he wishes to join in, uh, which how are you wishing to unlock these doors or kind of try to open these doors? Like, what order are you should go in? Uh, we'll start at the top here, and I say we all open them together just in case. I agree. Wait, all yeah, doors? We, we, all we don't need to go like no, not all at once. Like we all each open one door together, oh, as opposed to let's fling three idea. of them open and leave one shut. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna go, go for the gold, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, there's there's one way to do that. Can't so if you so okay. So which so Bjorn, you're looking to open that room. Uh, Aiden and Zephro, are you taking these two back ones? This two on the side. What are you looking at? We'll open up the two back ones if Bjorn opens up the two front ones. I'm gonna go whaka and then hit them both. Kachow, kachow, I have speed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you all try to you know throw open your doors at the same time. And as it stands, there's no impedance to to these doors being opened. They are. Oops, all zombies. all zombies. <laughs> Oops, all doors. Okay, let me let me reveal what we got here. <laughs> oh, there's a flood or something. Okay, so for for the two basement? back rooms, uh, 
That's God damn. I wouldn't guess. That's, that's cold-blooded for yourself, bud. Uh, <laughs> Zephra, the door you are in front of, uh, it is an office. You see an old desk and chair like that you gotta see on that south wall. Yeah. You see a wooden holy symbol kind of mounted above the, the desk. It's a sunburst icon. Okay. Praise the sun. Uh, the, hail oh, wow. <laughs> Ra, the sun god. Uh, you also see kind of a, on this north side of the room, and it's kind of depicted there slightly, there's like a large metal rod. It's bare right now, but you would imagine that's where some ornamentary would have hung at one time. Okay. And then there's a cabinet with tall doors over here. So, if you wish to inspect the room further, you can in terms of like its contents. But that's just—it looks like an office or a study. You, you nailed it. Um, I don't immediately see anything that is a threat, so I'm gonna go back to watching the hallway in case something happens. Yeah. Uh, for Aiden, you open a door, and it's uh, it's a room. I mean, honestly, that's what it is. It is uh, it's a dirty room. There's a bed with a, a straw-filled mattress. Uh, there's a small table with an oil lamp, like, cranked to the full blast. Like, uh, the light is burning as brightly as it can. And above the bed is also this sun-shaped, the sunburst uh, holy symbol made of wood. Uh, does the bed have any urine stains? You can't tell. Light. Okay. Mm. So Red might have slept there. <laughs> or uh <What>? Bjorn, <laughs> the two doors you threw open, the first one to if you're looking south the one on the left, this one. It's south uh yeah, directions are hard. It is also lower a bedroom. Quadrant. Lower yeah, there you go. Yeah, lower quadrant, lower left quadrant. It is also uh a, the room is not lit. Uh the light kind of ambient from the area. Is, is enough to see in there, but it likewise, a wooden bed frame, a straw mattress, and this sunburst wooden holy symbol above the bed. Mm, Motel 8, this is not. Yeah. The other room, though, as you were uh, to throw open the door, uh, you and you kind of notice its depiction that's kind of neglected. Water. This room has been has been roughshod. There are holes punched in the ceiling. You see kind of a few broken roof shingles. You see puddles of water as if this has been exposed to the elements in some degree. Uh, in one corner of the room, uh, you see in the floor a wooden trap door. And it currently has a chain and a padlock on it. A, a knock on it. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, as you were to approach, you still... It's not going to take an investigation check. You started hearing the screaming a little bit more loudly. So as you were approached, you would still hear the father help. I am in need. And as you knock on the door, you give it that three oh. knocks and it's silenced. Quiet child. Okay. You can say quiet child, but as you, as you knock the, the yelling stops, the anguish screams kind of hold on. Get that way about me. I'm going to walk up behind him and say, I think you found it. I did. I point at it. And I'm like, it's here. I'm also okay. going to knock three times. No. As you do that, we cut to the other portion of the group. Uh, Red is Mark. Uh, you guys have, with two of you, again, it wasn't a, a far dig to make. It just needed to be expanded a little further. You've likely made your dent that you need to to properly recess this uh, coffin into the ground. 
as you two do so, Rasmus, I imagine you're kind of going through your vestiges, kind of doing your last minutes preparations, everything. Oh yeah, you I got prayers. I got a yeah. whole thing. Okay, I'm ready so you, to go. yeah, you you have your whole thing. Uh, no, Irina, <laughs> Irina looks at you. Uh, you can see kind of, kind of warmly and appreciative that that something is hopefully going right in this whole pursuit of trying to give her father a well-deserved rest. So um, you see that, and you prepare. Uh, Ismark and Elfrid both kind of acknowledge that things are ready as they are, and they look to you, Rasmus, as you wish to uh, to do this. Okay. Um, I would imagine that Rasmus would first ask him, and this includes Red and everyone else, in the, like the four of them all, uh, to join hands around the, the grave. Um, Rasmus would then make mention uh, of Yelmater, which I assume they have either not heard of or at least are not super familiar with. As he's not well known in these lands, if I ever understand correctly. Yeah, generally, from what g- discomfort Ismark had, especially coming here, uh, a person of faith, he is not. So okay. you imagine he's not well read or well versed, but will will proceed as as led to appease the situation. So after they're, they've they've joined, he would make mention that, of course, this day is about. The former burgomaster uh, here, the the father of these two, um, he said. But but to put a context on the light, Ilmater uh, is to many known as the broken god. He wept for the hungry, wept for the sick, he wept for the lost and for the broken. He wept even as the rains fell and as the sun parched the dusty earth and the moon shrank to a sliver. And he said, "I will be there." And so in doing that, he tries to explain sort of who he is. Um, he asks everyone now that he's given that explanation to then bow their heads. Uh, once they have, Rasmus would then go into another brief chant, which would then be followed with uh, a prayer of lament to, to Ilmater, which then says, To mercy, pity, peace, and love, all pray in their distress, and to these virtues of delight return their thankfulness. For mercy, pity, peace, and love is God Ilmater dear, and mercy, pity, peace, and love is man his child and care. For mercy has a human heart, and pity a human face, and love the human form divine, and peace the human dress. Then every man of every clime that prays in his distress, prays to the human form divine, love, mercy, pity, peace. And all must love the human form in friend, in foe, and in you, where mercy, love, and pity dwell, there Ilmater dwells too. With that, he would, before he goes on to the, the kind of finality of it, ask uh, Ismark to, uh, Ismark and then Ileana, uh, Ileana? Irina. Irina, shit, I knew I was close. Um, to, like, say some words about their father. And he's going to give them as long as they need to do that. Yeah. Uh, Ismark, uh won't be terribly verbose. Uh, you get the sense, Rasmus and Red, that it's a little more receptive to the prayers than you would have expected before things started. Uh, you've softened him slightly, but he will uh, just briefly go into tale of, my father raised me to to one day secede him in this position, though I expected not it to come so soon. I share my gratitude and my sorrow this day for the loss of a man who served with all of his might to protect his children his beloved Irina, his his beloved Ismark, 
and he kind of gives a little bit of a smile, kind of maybe a warm reminiscing of times gone by. And my great gratitude for what he did as best within his power to to protect the citizens and oversee this uncomfortable land. He rests his head. And Irina, a, a little more emotionally displaying, kind of having some tear marks, and kind of acknowledges, Father, Papa, I, I will miss you dearly. Your love shown for me will forever be a join to my heart. I am forever grateful for the guidance you gave, the the brother and family you provided, and for the memories I will take with me wherever I am led to go without you. And with that, they kind of conclude and kind of give a okay. nod to you. All right. Um, with the, the sort of circle being red, then Ismark, then Rasmus, then uh, Ismark and Irina. Yeah, yeah. Um, then uh, Rasmus would make mention that he he was going to draw this to a close with a final prayer to to put him to rest. Uh, and he calls out to Ilmater the Wise, Ilmater the Merciful, Ilmater the Enduring. Hear our prayer. We ask for wisdom to guide the Kolyanovich family through this blinding storm. Thanks to you, they will see. And then he repeats again, he'll modder the wise, he'll modder the merciful. He'll do that each time between each of these. Uh, he says, we ask for mercy to forgive those most wicked sins. Thanks to you, we breathe. And then he does it a third time and says, we ask to endure, to share freely in your divine strength, to send this man to rest. And with that, he squeezes both of their hands and says, in your name, we rise. And then after a moment of silence, he'll ask Red to cover the grave. Yep. So you do that. And again, you can tell that Ismark is uh, kind of a small weight has come off of his shoulders. He looks slightly relaxed. Uh, as you kind of come down from your religious ceremonies, you may think that he's at peace with the fact that now this duty has been performed and that his sister may draw to safety. Irina is still a little bit emotional. She's keeping it to together. Again, the daughter of a politician, she's been trained to sure. keep things in check during these moments. But I would ask, as uh, Red, as you're casting you know, maybe the first few shovels of dirt, and Rasmus, as you kind of come out uh, of the moment and kind of get out of that head space after performing the ceremony, I would like you both to give me perception checks, please. Okay. What do I have? I think my perception's pretty good. Yeah, I got a plus five. Dang, plus five. You are very perceptive. He's good on that. The wisdom he's fine at. It's the intelligence that's no good. <laughs> I rolled a whole eight. Uh, Not a half eight. It's hard to see. Though. I got to start rolling. That's a 16 plus five. Okay, yeah, so 21 and eight. Um, Red, you... After this, again, you have kind of the, the somber calm of what you, you know, and I won't speak to the religiosity or lack thereof of your character, but of a well-conducted ceremony. You do get a, alongside that, a general sense of unease, as if something is amiss, but you can't put your finger on what. Rasmus, you specifically, as you kind of 
undoff some of your vestiges and kind of conclude get back into your mind space after performing the ceremony you in the in the the, far distance i'd say maybe about a hundred yards away a little bit more uh you would look up you see in the distance a cloaked individual you can't tell form Uh, you not someone of your party but you specifically uh see somebody there who stands tall kind of a presence about them just the way their posture is done but you notice their head was bowed it looks up there's a hood and covering it and then you kind of see it walk away into the um well what is still missed in this area okay He appears if is he if, as if he, she, whatever it is, but again, kind of a taller individual is in all black, respectful, and then kind of in the obscuring of the mist goes away. Uh, I don't want to draw too much attention to that, given the the somber moment, but I will, once I can get Ismark's attention, just sort of ask if he noticed someone at the distance. I don't want, to the best of my ability, I don't want Irina to hear this. Yeah. Uh, You know, this would happen pretty easily. Ismark, after the ceremony and after kind of his father's grave is starting to be compacted more with dirt because he would be doing a little bit of as well. Doesn't feel the need to leave Red to do it all by himself. Would come and shake your hand and and share his his brief gratitudes as, as professionally has done so. And if you were to share that with him, he would give a skeptical look to you and say, no, no, I was... Trying to be attentive to your to your service and to the the prayers to Ilmater, and 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 Rasmus will immediately about face brighten up and say, "I'm, I'm sure it was nothing. Uh, it's been some time since I've I've uh, had the opportunity uh, to do something like this. And and any time that he thanks him, he'll say again, it, it was his pleasure that he was glad to do so.' A bit of normalcy in an unnormal world." Mm. As Mark nods and gives a um, a small smile and says, thank you. Normalcy and compassion of this level is something not often seen in this place. So, and kind of lets his sentence drag off there. Uh, yeah. We come back as you all kind of attend to your final notes. I'll leave you to decide how you wish to kind of enter back in. For the three of you that have been in this building during all of this, Aiden, you knocked on the door as well. Uh, when last we left it. Yes, I'm the one that knocks. Uh, you are. Uh, as it stands, again, the the screaming, the agony has been silenced. Uh, but no one's responding to the door. Uh, I want to ask the father just... Oh, can, I, can I see into this? Like, can I open this at all? Like, Is there any gift to it that I can look Dang inside of it? it. It's locked. Well, there's a chain on it. You'll you'll notice as you kind of look at it, the padlock itself is undone. But the chain is still kind of wrapped around these. uh, Imagine kind of like a storm cellar where it would be a double door to open up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. uh, You can can try. Uh, You feel that just because of the weather and kind of the water that has stood in this room for a while, it's kind of swollen, stuck a little bit. So I'm going to need a strength check. Yeah, open it. Do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to... I'm gonna fucking do it. Leave do me it. alone. Here, have a hit of this. Have a hit of this. You'll be all right. 
What, mucus? Thanks. Well, it helped because I got a, a 21. <laughs> See? <laughs> uh, good old mucus, uh, just alongside hibernol in your uh, local aisles. Yeah, uh, yeah you, you you have a good old pull on it. You kind of draw back, uh, and it comes me. loose. Yeah, those doors come open, and you see a wooden staircase kind of descending down underneath this building. Uh, we don't have a torch or anything, do we? Do we? I mean, you have some on your person. Is it? I'm assuming it's dark and I can't see down here, right? There is, yeah. You have generally a little bit of the candlelight from upstairs and a little bit of the gray from outside. Again, this place is perpetually overcast, but a little mm. bit of the natural light kind of illuminates their first step or two, but nothing much. You would need something to do so. One of us needs to stay up here to get Rasmus and Red. One of you two need to stay up here. I'll get... stay up here. All right. Damn, I was hoping the... that it's not oh. it, it's not in Bjorn's nature to sit still. I was, hoping, <laughs> I was hoping the other one would. All right. Come on, Bjorn. So Bjorn and I are go. going we're going to go down the the stairs slowly, methodically. Okay. Almost carefully. Almost. Perhaps. Perchance. I give him a couple of, couple of pushes. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit as you kind of descend down the steps and you have a torch and a means by which to light it, so you would have that. My pipe light my way. You see kind of a, it's a, you know, uh, rough hewn oh. walls. The floor is damp earth and kind of a clay, whatever the ground is made of in this area. That's what the floor is made of or the base level here. Uh, you would walk by down these steps and you see these wooden pillars kind of holding up the floor above it, but you can tell that they're kind of rotting and starting to give way. This this entire building is destitute. It has not been cared for. Am I hearing anything down here? Yeah, you hear a little bit of uh, murmuring and uh, not the screaming that you once did, but you sense that someone is here in this room or in this my area. Age, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold my torch up and call out to whoever's down here and Say, boy, are you here? Boy. Boy, I say, boy. Boy. I say, are you, are you, uh, <clears throat> Kratos? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Foghorn Leghorn, too. I was trying to think of what Kratos' name was. It's because it's either boy or boy, I tell you. It's Kratos Leghorn. Well, <laughs> yeah, as you both pursue down and you kind of cast your light about, uh, it, you slowly see more of it, although obviously as the light kind of drifts away, you would see less of this room. But from back in this area, you you hear the whimperings, a strong word, but you hear kind of the the heavy breathing of someone hiding in, in the corner. I, but you, I get a sense that the darkness is at the edge of my torch. Is that what... Yeah, kind of. As you guys come down the steps, I'd imagine you're kind of casting around as it goes along. Okay, can I light? This is going to give. I think a torch is twenty feet of visibility, so I think you should have well enough to cover it. But is there there anything? Is there anything to like light? Like anything down they've got down here as a light source? Yeah, right. I mean, you could probably jam it into a rod, one of these rotted columns. Like the wood is damaged and soaked enough where it's probably not going to catch on fire. Okay, I was thinking, can I not just like throw my torch over in the general vicinity? No, no, no. I'll I'll put my torch in the in the wall there, like he said. You hold on to yours. 
Okay. So that way we've got light on both sides. Yeah. So where where are you thinking, uh, Aiden? Somewhere on this side of the room, or are yeah, you joining me I, over here? I would say that second, like that one right in front of the steps to the the here. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah that that would give you persistent visibility. Uh, about there, uh, from the foot of the steps to the back wall, and then to this uh, section. Because that's 20 feet in those directions. So you've got general visibility around that area as well as the staircase. I would nod at Bjorn towards the sound of the noises and uh, continue to talk to whatever it is out there as we approach it calmingly, reassuringly. We're not here to hurt you. That kind of stuff. Okay. As you both continue down, uh, you follow toward the back corner because that is where you're hearing the voice from or the, the whimperings, kind of the the lamentations you've heard. And as you approach with your torch, I'm not going to have you kind of make your way over there slowly. You see an individual coward in the corner. Jeez. Oh. They seem frightened. Verily. And this person, as you were to approach, uh, this person me down here. This person calls out to you and says, "Stop! I'm, I'm starving. I smell you. I am desperate, but like you can, there's a tear there. Like you can tell in their voice that they are definitely being burdened with pain." but they still have a little bit of themselves there. Uh, so can I, I, I can see them, right? Like I can physically see them. Yeah. You, as you kind of approach again, uh, I want to give all credit to wizards of the coast for that Macaulay Culkin ass. Yeah. Uh, depiction. Cause that is straight up from the book. Uh, yeah. You see this very, uh, skinny, weathered, withered individual. But you can... The telltale signs are there as you were to approach or at least have enough light to see. Both of you are familiar enough. You see kind of the longer nails or claws. You see the canines. You understand what you're walking toward. So, uh, out of character, I'll just say... Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into Bjorn and just say, Vampire. Mm-hmm. I shake my head like, let's kill it. Well, hold on. This is uh this presents a problem, um, because remind me, Cody, the only way to turn a vampire back to human is to kill the ma- the one that turned him, right? Or as you know, yeah, that's how that works. That's real. Well, that's how we saved the last girl. Remember the one you tried to kill? Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't think she was a vampire. She was turning, and we saved her. You got to pay more well, attention. Um, is he chained she was, up? She was at least afflicted. You remember that she had the puncture marks when you first encountered her. Is is she chained? Is he chained up in any way, or is he freely roaming down here? That yeah, I could tell? he is. From what you can tell, he's freely roaming. There's nothing in the way of of impediments to him other than the door that was there. All right, then I'm going to suggest to Bjorn that we back up and figure out a plan for this and re, re you know get with our people again. So I'm going to back us up and I'm going to grab that torch. And slowly back up the uh, the stairs and and lock it back, if I can. Yeah, I mean you have the means by which if you backpedal up the stairs, the chain is still there. 
yeah. that you had. Let's make sure he's not attacking me or anything. Yeah, I want to. No, he is. You can tell he's. As you walk away, you kind of tell there's there's a pull. You've been around enough spawn to know that this, especially the time frame that uh, Ismark gave you, it's been a couple of years. This person may not have fed at any point during that time. And so they're in a suffering because as a spawn, they can't die. But they are at their wits end. Like you can see as you pulled away, there's kind of a step, but a step back. They're serving two masters right now. They know what they want and they know what that causes and they don't, they're pulling between the two. All right. So we get out, lock the top again, and then uh, find, find Rasmus and Red. I'm going to tell Sephora that it's uh, around that time. That'll fill them in on what's going on. That we went down there. We a lot of makeup brands. We looked at, (laughs) we looked at him and he's a, he's full on vampire. He hasn't turned completely yet, but um, it's pretty bad. So he's not possessed. This is not a case of, uh, we could do an exorcism and clean the guy out. No, he is, uh, he is corrupt. How long do you think he has? Well, according to him, he hasn't fed yet. So I'll be honest with you. And this is where I pause and go, Cody, do I know how long he would have? (laughs) Me again, from what you understand of vampire spawn, there's, there's not a starving to death as it goes. Like there's not a hunger exploration point. It's just, they go more and more mad until such time as they can't get any hint of blood to go for. And, but you could you could tell just from that brief interaction again that kind of that tw- uh, twitch muscle reaction of I want but I can't have and I don't want to like there's this person is nearing that breaking point. Uh, he is uh, he's still in control but barely. I would say if he doesn't feed soon, he's going to break out of that cellar and God knows what he'll do. So and he has to feed on humans. Well, Cody, once again, <laughs> you, you know what? In that situation, go ahead and give me a uh, give me a knowledge check. Or uh, sorry, knowledge check would have been Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> it's not really a religion. Let's do in your case, like kind of a history. I think we've done history, history? for warrior vampire yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's like a personal history. Of uh, nine academic. And uh, you rats. in most of your experiences. It's been humans that they fed on, but that could just as easily be by happenstance or convenience. You don't know for sure. You have perhaps read, like you recall in a book once upon a time, that there is theory that they could feast on animal blood or something that's not human, but you and your adventures haven't really encountered that because most of the entities you've sought to seek and destroy have been causing harm to humans. And I would assume that once they feed on the blood, they turn evil, right? That's that's the breaking point. Or do they remain? Do they retain their human qualities? In that case, you don't. It, I would say in your adventures, you haven't encountered someone this starved. So this is a wild card for you. Hmm. You, they could easily feed and be satiated enough to kind of come to their senses and have a intelligent conversation about what to do next or what their next steps are. Or they could get that bloodlust after the first taste and they want everything in sight. I'm going to relay that all to Rasmus and the group (laughs) that you just said. So we could try to figure out who turned him. If we could figure out who turned him, then perhaps we could track them down and destroy them 
potentially freeing the boy. Um, but we don't have a lot of time, so we need to talk to the father immediately. Well, I don't know that talking. I don't think he's going to talk. Uh, as you mentioned, kind of the words, who turned him? Ismark, you know, Ismark and Irina are following because, again, they joined you on this trip to the chapel, so they're still here. Ismark would give kind of a bitter chuckle and, and look at you, Aiden, and say, who else? What else in this area would have done it? Just the master? There are no other servants? The master wishes to have many servants, from what I understand. Cohorts, council. He likes control. Doesn't matter who. And he looks at Irina. Doesn't matter how much he wants of one. A vessel's is, a vessel. Is is Red in on this conversation? Yes. Yeah, I'd say generally you're all in the room at this point. Everybody's come out from the graveyard. So I'm I'm kind of finally getting woken up from my stupor of what happened between the, the bar and the cemetery. And I bring up the fact that if we can't pinpoint the one person who turned the sun, let's go after the master. I'm I'm going to like kind of I feel the chills run down my spine when he says that because I've heard the name Strahd. I think of more people if anyone else here, I know more about Strahd than anybody. And uh, I'm just going to calmly say I don't know if that's the best idea that we've had so far. And that's coming from me. Strahd is not particularly someone that you want to go after. Ismark again bitterly chuckles and says, have no worries. If Strahd wants you, you need not seek him. And he again looks at Irina and you kind of again start to see that frustration, a little bit of fire behind his eyes. He'll seek you. And he looks again and says, especially now. Why especially now? Then he looks at Irina and looks at you and says, the the thing she he's been after is now going to be traveling with you. If... And he kind of gestures if if our arrangement is still true. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure. <laughs> so I imagine as uh, <laughs> as he mentions that about uh, if if he wants you, he'll find you. Cinematically, Rasmus would have a brief flashback to whoever was watching them in the graveyard, but he would not say that. Well, then outside oh. the rest of the party, uh, just for. You may be on the right track there, but something <laughs> something in your mind clicks. Like that's a yeah, yes, yeah. Because because Strahd has kind of just been a boogeyman to to Rasmus. I mean, he's he's known plenty of you know. He was raised in a militaristic city. There's an awful lot of people up the chain who are like, oh, that guy's he's the scourge of what the fuck ever. You know, who cares? Like everybody, it's, this guy is is much more. Um, this is psychological warfare. This is not something he's encountered up to this point. Everybody else has been bigger guy, bigger sword. This ain't that. I'm gonna I'm gonna pat Red on his shoulder and say, "Well, it sounds like we might get our chance sooner than later, my friend." And we don't even have to go look for him. Cut the head off the snake. All because of you, I say as I turn and point at her. <laughs> I read. Sorry, I Hunter did the scourge. I immediately went into the Vigo bit. My head, scourge the scourge of Carpathia, yeah. the sorrow yeah. of Moldovia. It just, damn it. Sorry. Yeah. See, Shannon went to Star Scourge Radon. I did. <laughs> I 
So I know. Shut up, baby. As far as the boy in the basement, boy. If boy. he's been turned for a couple years, say we somehow manage to get rid of the master. Is he just going to flat out die anyways because he hasn't eaten or consumed anything for two years and is already wasted away? Nah, it's magic. Or will it just be perfectly fine? It's I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to rub my, my, my non-goatee and say, you know, sh- the makeup makes a point. Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should feed him. Just... The, I, I want to interject for a moment and just say the world's worst Rob Liefeld character, the makeup. The makeup. <laughs> Coming to Vertigo Comics soon. <laughs> she has no legs. They're just two No hands, no can draw. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Just breasts. Lots of pouches. Yeah. Pouches yeah. Just, <laughs> just boobs and pouches, the Rob Liefeld way. Boobs well, and pouches. Yeah. Here it comes. Yeah. yeah I ain't mad. Hmm. I told not word of a lie here, folks. That is the accurate <laughs> assessment. Before we uh, go on our trip, perhaps we should, uh, g- I don't know, get a chicken from the town or something and feed it to the boy and just kind of see what happens. A chicken? Well, some kind of animal that he can feed on that's not a human being, unless there's a prisoner or something around here or you want to sacrifice. What was going to give the boy some dignity? Is there any prisons around here? Let's. Is it dignified to eat a live chicken? Right. Well, it depends it's on the rat. If it's like one of those castle rats, he, you know, that's too good for him. We gotta have to, we'd have to get one of those dock rats. Rat. I'm sure he's exceptionally hungry. Maybe we could find a rat of like unusual size, like uh, a bigger than normal rat. Perhaps get that ladybug that was on Tanner's camera, or a rat of non-culture. You know, I think it was huge. Please, I've changed so many names already. Rat <laughs> of culture. I mean, this is what oh, happens. No, on rat, of non-culture. rat of non-culture. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna be Zach Kurgis naturally. Um, <laughs> Only fitting. Oh, Junkie J. <laughs> The burn. He loved that so much. I will. I will never. I will never beat that. That'll be the greatest gift I could ever have given him. Um, I, I'm gonna walk over to to prof- the professor, the uh, religious guy. What's his name? The, the doctor. The, the father. father. Jonovich, father. Yeah, father Donovich. And tell him that uh, we're going to feed his son. And does he have any rats? <laughs> he looks up immediately at the, the word feed, and I'll like you. You see the. Almost like his son, the the big no expressive face of you. What will that? What will happen to him? You're allowing him to give in to those urges that that's that cannot be. He has been there for a reason. The Morning Lord will do his work. Look, far be it for me to step in on these guys' affairs, but uh, what will happen to him if he doesn't feed is possibly worse. Yeah, and I'm going to get right in his face. Not in a menacing way, but just trying to speak directly to him and tell him if he doesn't feed, he will go mad. And when he goes mad, no amount of door or chain is going to stop him from breaking that place open, escaping and killing untold amount of people in his bloodlust. All the village. Anything left to save. And you, you go into that, that uh, he will go mad. He lets you go, but you can see it bubbling under the surface. And he just kind of, at the most expression he's given since you guys have first seen him, what do you call him now? He is mad. He is not of this realm. The morning Lord, if he sees it in his wisdom, will do something about it. I'm going to raise my voice. If you grant him this, I, I don't know what will come of him. And I cannot lose him. I'm not going to raise my voice then. That's sad. 
<laughs> I was going to tell him, like, we're not trying to kill him. We're going to help him. If you have oh. faith, then have faith in us. Donovich looks at you kind of blankly. I have faith in the Morning Lord. Nothing else. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step aside and point back towards the the way and say, and he's done just well for you so far, hasn't he? How long has he been down there in that hole? He's not here. We are. Father, look around you. The Morning Lord abandoned this place when you abandoned him. I I lean into him very like comforting, like lovingly, like gentlemanly, and I'm like. I can release you of this burden. And then I'm going to push him away a little bit and say, do not listen to him. Listen to us. <laughs> Red, will you please yeah. take... Please, Red, will you want to show him that thing in the corner we talked about a second ago? Just trying to help. Look at this weird bug I found. <laughs> well, look at this thing over here. <laughs> Donovich, Donovich well, looks look at, at all of thing. you. Bjorn, your specific assessment confuses him because he doesn't know which way you're seeking to relieve him of his pain. That is, and I mean that earnestly. Like, he doesn't know if you mean him or Doru. Like, he doesn't know if that's a veiled threat or a suicide pact. He doesn't know what you mean, but he is very disturbed by it. He, he, point, he pivots to both of you, and specifically to Rasmus, because of your words. And he says, as another person of faith, how dare you tell me that my, that the morning Lord has left me or that I, him, I did nothing to cause this other than try to protect my son from this place. The whims of the world, the whims of the demon of this realm caused that. Not I, not the morning Lord. And that's father. Allow me to, uh, carry a common expression across many religions your Lord helps those who help themselves. Would you call this helping yourself? What is and faith I'm just without gesture action? Gesture to generally everything around him. I mean, the place is dilapidated. Um, his son's locked in the basement. I mean, I I get it, and I'll be compassionate enough to say to him that you know that that you've you've done what began as an admirable. Eh, let me rephrase: a serviceable job, if not admirable. Uh, of containing the situation. But since then, you've done nothing but pray. That in and of itself won't solve the problem. Donovich sim- simply says he looks, again, exasperated, exhausted, defeated in this conversation in the moment, and he simply mutters, do what you will. I return to my uh, my entity, and he goes back to the altar and starts praying again. Yeah, I had a feeling he didn't want to hear that. Oh, I'm glad I'm glad you shut him down because I had I had the uh, the dagger I was going to hit him with, not literally, but you know, so, <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> well, what do you all wish to do? I'm going to turn to my compatriots and go. Let's go get a chicken, and then it goes to credits. Hey, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take. I'd like to get the Kolyanoviches out of here. They don't. They don't need to be here for all this. So if unless I'm specifically needed for this, I think Rasmus could like maybe take them to the Blood Vine before we all get ready to leave. Yeah, uh, Irina looks a little forlorn and saddened, but also concerned uh, because yeah. this again, the rumors and 
Ismark kind of alluded to this at the, the Burgomaster's Mansion. The rumors have been about this town. Like, this is known that this has been an issue, but because of its ominous nature and of the wailing and of everything that's happened, people haven't been here. So you get the feeling that for Irina, this is the first time she's come face-to-face, and maybe not literally with Doru, but face-to-face with the impact of what happens if someone turns. And knowing her encounters, or at least that what what Strahd is trying to do, she you know she's aware of it. She looks a bit more concerned. Like she's been putting on a brave face for her father's passing. She's been putting on a brave face right. as of uh, her position. But you could tell that for the first time in all of this, she is a little bit shaken. And if the conversation takes that kind of a turn on the walk, there, I might you know gently make mention of you know it's, I don't want to hit her with an "I told you so." But more of like, a, you know, I hope she understands now why her brother was so concerned and why we're going to do everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen to her. Okay. Yeah, as you were to mention, if you were to offer that, Ismark and by proxy, Irina will say, yes, we will. We What we have sought to do, thanks to your kindness and mercy, has been extended. But we, and Ismark's like, I wish not to be here any further. Donovich is a broken man, and clearly this is a broken place. Let us go. Yeah, I'm gonna make mention to Zephyr. Like, I'll I'll take them to the the blood and vine. Like, we'll be there when this is this is done. If you need yeah, me, you... call for me. But I'm gonna get them out of here. Sounds good. Okay. I'll, so, I'll uh, keep an eye on Impulsive A and Impulsive B. <laughs> Which one am I? Which? <laughs> yeah. Bobby oh, well, Aiden, Aiden and Bjorn. And Bjorn. <laughs> yeah, that's damn. Shut me up. <laughs> Guess I'll shut the fuck up. Y'all say there's a jail around here? We could go get chicken? No, no, no. Yeah, it's I called mean, farm, buddy. Actual chicken. That's, that's, that's actual what that shit's chicken. called. <laughs> we don't want them feasting on humans because, you know, you feast on human blood, you get a taste for human blood. Maybe if we feast... He wants to go get, go get some squeal and get a stool pigeon. Get somebody... <laughs> squealer. Let's go I find a squealer. squealer. Grab some of that crow. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do all four of you like? Are you all just kind of proceeding again? You've you've chained up the door. Uh, things are kind of secure as you would have found it again. The padlock's unlocked unless you wish to do so. But yeah, we're going grocery like, shopping. He'll be all right. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay behind and watch the door, okay. make sure he doesn't get out, and I'll send those three to go get to he procure us an animal. Aiden, are you staying like above the door, inside the like? What are you doing there? Uh, I'm gonna grab. If there's a chair, I'm gonna grab a chair and set it in front of the, uh, in front of the uh, the trap door, basically, and sit and watch. Okay. So the three of you kind of go off to do your business. Aiden, you are there. Um. Yeah, split the party yeah. three ways. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, split the party three <laughs> ways. Uh, Ra- Rasmus, we'll, we'll revisit your interaction soon. Uh, okay. The three, the three of you go. Aiden, you sit on that chair and do your business. Uh, for the party, for the three of you, as you go on in the distance, you, know, you kind of make it closer to where you're kind of halfway between Blood and Vine and the church. And Aiden, you're inside the building, so you would hear this more immediately than the rest of them. Uh, the three of you hear the bell toll once in the distance. Aiden, you hear it ring from inside, obviously. 
and that's all it is. Bell tolls once. Well, I don't um, like that. Hang himself with the bell rope? Preacher's dead, man. We can I, go. I'm I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go just slowly, like hand on my whip, um, just kind of glance out and look around to see why the bell rung, and I'm gonna go ask the father why the bell rung. You come in the room and there ain't much to ask. He's just hanging. Indeed, you see the bell toll once above uh. the altar and kind of that that pulpit kicked out. Uh. Well. And Aiden, you hear for the first time in the last 30 minutes or so the anguish from downstairs. Father! I'm going to look up at the... Uh, I run up. Oh, hold on. Can I, can I, can oh, I get one more thing? One more yeah. thing? Get your, get your thing, Aiden. What would you uh, like to do? All right. So looking up at the father, very solemn, hear the screaming from behind, kind of slowly turn toward it, pull the whip out and crack it, and that's when it fades to black. Okay. I'll Imp- that. Implying some dark things about to happen. Darkness is. Well, never giving you vampires money. Good, good job, Hunter. You bullied him into hanging himself. <laughs> well done. See, I tried to relieve. Well, maybe him it was Kaz. Kaz lovingly told him. If that man yeah, hung himself say, and it only working once, <laughs> was you could relieve him of the burden. <laughs> lovingly, lovingly, you said it. I did it gentle. gentle. The literal <laughs> devil whispering in his ear. It can all be over soon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, that's a dark fucking ending. <laughs> Jesus. Well, we have to bury about somebody goddamn in. time things got dark around here. we have to bury another guy. Cody, Cody made it clear it was going to happen sooner or later. You can make your little jokey jokes all you want, but he's going to start killing people. <laughs> I mean, do you expect when you see on a map a giant word rope? That someone's not going to end up hung. Oh, I was. Perhaps di- his name was Rope. I was distracted because I saw a giant <laughs> bird and it said Kachow. 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 All right, Cody, what do we got going for the rest of the week? Oh, uh, let's see. We've got the. Uh, if we take what we talked about in the pre show, uh, Pro Wrestling Unscripted is tomorrow night. It is potentially a year in review. Yes. Uh, we'll give you guys the opportunity to kind of say, and I'm not going to obviously give you guys on the hook for best matches, lists, and all that jazz, but just a general overview of what happens in 2022. There's been a lot yeah. of wrestling shit, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of good flippy shit going on. Absolutely. Good Lucha thing. And then on uh, Thursday, we're going to do the same thing, but just about things in general. We're just going to talk about 2022, the year that we've had, uh, the year that was. And um, that will be a short of us doing a show on Friday, which we might do. And we may tape it early and then, you know, just air it on Friday. That'll be the last show of the year, I think, right? Yeah, we, just, I, we take I the rest of the year off. There on Thursday, so I would love to do something on Friday. Yeah, yeah. And um, unless, are we playing, are we doing Strahd one more time before the new year, Cody? Well, that's a good question. Are we seeking to? Uh, is there anything going on with you guys next week? No, we, we we normally just take the Christmas to the New Year off, but yeah. um, I would be willing to do Strahd only because we have not been doing it lately, so I'd like to keep it going. Um, yeah. So here's here's the plan, guys, for those of you listening. So tomorrow's Pro Wrestling Unscripted. It's a year in review. Thursday, year in review. Friday, we'll do a special horse time, whether or not we air it late or whatever, we'll see. And then next Tuesday, we'll do a Curse of Strahd, and then that's it for us in 2022. We'll be back in 2020. Maybe without Tanner, because next Tuesday is Tanner's birthday, apparently. Oh, yep. shit. Well, 
We'll figure. Maybe we'll tape it early. I mean, it doesn't have to be on Tuesday. Either. Right. Like say, yeah. we'll, we'll we can do Monday. Right whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, we, that's, we have that's some flexibility. We, right. we will do our best to bring you another episode next Tuesday. If not, well, 2023 will hopefully see more Strahd. And don't worry, guys. The body will probably still be there when you come back next time around. And it'll still be cold. Ew. Yep. Uh, right. It's been fun. King, Three, King four week hiatus. Fun. Holidays are rough, but boy, we're going to turn a new leaf. And uh, Donovich wishes he could. This has been PZ85 <laughs> Plays with Curse of Strahd on the Podzilla 1985 Network. Thank you very much for joining us in this dark, eerie uh Deadly place for Double H, for Lindsay, for Kaz, for Tanner, wherever he's disappeared to again, and for Shannon. I am your dungeon master, Cody Sandusky, saying, "Stay away from the Belfries, kids. Do you a lot of good. Watch out for Peepaw Winterman. Peepaw Winterman, he coming for that uh, cover that hair. Help. <laughs>